Welcome to Dads with Nerdy Ambitions. I'm your host, Steve Pugh. Uh, I have a very special episode tonight. Uh, I get to talk about one of the things I love so much. Uh, the one that you guys have heard on multiple times me fanboy about and even ask a paleontologist to adopt me. Uh, we are talking about dinosaurs and I have the honor of having the wonderful, the impeccable, the amazing, the ever knowledgeable Dr. Brian Curtis on the show with us tonight. Uh, and he has brought me somebody. He has brought me uh, Zach Finesse uh, from Dinosaur Trips. Uh, and we're going to be talking about this really cool uh, just vacation. And I say that loosely because I've seen the itinerary for this thing. You're, you're pretty active in it. Uh, I don't know if that's what I would call a vacation, but I think I would call it an adventure. I think that's what you're doing. I think you're sending people on quests to do these epic things uh, with paleontology. Uh, so, gentlemen, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. Uh, it is, it's, it's so good to have you guys on. And, Dr. Brian, it is always a pleasure to have you on. It's so great to be back here, Steve. I truly enjoy just hanging out with you. It is, it is as you advertise, a bunch of dads hanging out. And we are definitely nerds, all of us, but we embrace it. We love it. And so it's awesome. And when I met Zach, I immediately thought of you. So you've got to meet Zach. And the world needs to hear about what Zach's up to because it caught my attention like that. Absolutely. Yeah, no, no, no. When you sent him over and when I was looking at all the stuff, I'm like, okay, let me check that out. I'm like, I want to do that. Yes. Like that's immediately went through my head. I'm like, so Zach, welcome to the show, my guy. Like, <laughs> this is what we do. We go on these little tangents and we, we totally go caught off guard. So, you know, welcome, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, I'm very excited to be on this. I am not a dad myself, but uh, I did just watch the movie Air last week, which is definitely a dad movie. And it hit me hit me in that way. So I was like, no, I'm I qualify. I'm in the dad stratus now. I just don't have the kids to do. Do, make do you do the dad show. jokes? Oh, of course I do the dad jokes. Okay, like, then you're good. You're fine. I'm a 39-year-old who's runs a company called Dinosaur Trips. Do you think I do the dad <laughs> jokes? <laughs> so. Well, before we get into you, Zach, because we are going to dedicate a plethora of this episode to you, sir, uh, I do want to catch up with Dr. Brian here. Brian, sir, what have you been up to? Uh, I am the whirling dervish. I am the Tasmanian devil since we last spoke. I, I just came back from a, a crazy trip uh, with uh, 23 different museums, and I was in the collections looking at sauropods, found a bunch of cool things. Um, that will ultimately turn into some some papers. And I saw a tremendous amount of really awesome exhibits. So that was really fun. And I spent a lot of time in Texas where the Permian, and I didn't truly appreciate the Permian properly. I mm -hmm. do now. And I'm excited to hopefully in the next year or so for fossil crates, offer some cool Permian items. Think Dimetrodon, Adaphosaurus, Diplocolis, Ariops, Seymoria, uh, Cotylorhynchus. The list goes on and on. So I'm working a bunch of deals. But part two, um, we keep playing around with sauropods, and I've got a, I'm giving a talk at the Mesozoic Terrestrial Ecosystem on a Haplocanthosaurus that's a different species than the others that's come out of the Dry Mesa Dinosaur Quarry. We've got a Haplocanthosaurus Delphi work where we found uh, some cool pneumatic characters in an otherwise a pneumatic area. I and the story on that. 
I don't really know how much of this I should share. I'm just going to share it and roll the dice. <laughs> um, so I'm working on this specimen and I reach across to grab my tape measure and the weight of my elbow. I was told this was ready for mount, which means it's going to go up in the air 15 feet. So it's all been properly prepared and secured. Mm -hmm. Well, the weight of my elbow cracked the neural spine. So I did them a great favor by uh, breaking it while it's on the ground. But when I looked down, I saw powder come out like sand. And I said, what the heck? That should be a solid pedicle. And I immediately started calling for my buddy who was there, Matt, Dr. Matthew Wadle. And I'm like, Matt, Matt, you got to see this. So Matt comes over and we jumped and danced and held hands and celebrated because <laughs> we found for the first time ever uh, these pneumatic characters in an otherwise pneumatic section of the dorsal vertebrae of haplocanthosaurus. And it's really obscure minutia. And yet these animals are routinely CT scanned. But the CT scans, because we just all know that it's solid, no one ever goes that high. So we've truly flipped the paradigm of future work to know, hey, just because we always thought it was solid, it's not. And what this means is it's a lot of downstream phylogenetic pulse about pneumaticity. So to take all those big, cool syllable words, we've, we I inadvertently broke a bone to discover what we did not exist as a bunch of pneumatic characters that makes us now wonder, why, how, what, what does this mean? So it was really one of those rare fortuitous breaks that just never happened that way. And I'm, I was grinning and I went and sheepishly told the folks, hey guys, I broke something, uh, but you're going to be happy. And they, we all celebrated the coolness. So dumb luck, right place, right time. That was really awesome. And then the other piece, I went back a couple months later and I got to see a uh, Brontosaurus excelsus, YPM 1980, the genotype of the family, naked. They took all the prep off. They took all the paint, all the restoration that was done. And uh, I made a whole bunch of discoveries and I'm putting hollow points into the skull. I'm going to put brontosaurus down forever. It's not a valid taxon and I can show why. And more importantly, I think I can defeat it. The only thing brontosaurus lovers can possibly retort with is anagenesis, saying that brontosaurus is down low in the Morrison and then it became a patasaurus. The challenge with that is we don't have good locality provenance on a number of the classic specimens thanks our great 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 grandfather's martian cope for your failure at the bone wars and as a result you can't make those statements with any level of confidence it'll be just as much a house of cards as the original brontosaurus resurrection in 2015 was a couple of the characters they used actually um were imagination land it's not their fault you couldn't tell, but when they uh, the they use acetone and remove all the paint, and you can see every one of those features. That's complete restoration manufacture. It's in the mind of Marsh and not reality. So that's just a couple. We got a new Brachiosaurus. We may even call it a new genus. We're undecided. That's it. Society of Vertebrate Paleontology, assuming they accept our abstract uh, for the October meetings in Cincinnati. So we got a lot going on, I guess, now that I think about it. And, and you my... have a ton going on, sir. Like, it, breathe, breathe. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. I, I, I was like, wow. This... And I work constantly. So it's a good combo. And my buddy, Matt, because I was in a car accident that I didn't ask for, it wasn't my fault. In February, I missed going to Argentina. So the Carnegie crew went down to Argentina without me and they got new Utah uh, mega raptorid specimens coming out of the ground and articulated titanosaur. So you talk about breaking my heart. I had to sit and type lots of papers because I couldn't be out in the field doing cool things. But yeah, lots of awesomeness over the next 12 to 24 months. 
Um, you should see a lot of pubs coming out from me with my name on them as we play with different things. Because I realize we just got to get these things out to the world. I, 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 and that's all breaking do I, news. Where, you know, where do I get people this? Like, I don't even know where to go with this because you just you you threw something absolutely amazing at us. Then you started a turf war here, and then to to final it all up, you're talking about how you were in, a, in an accident, and you're just like, yeah, no, I, I was, I'm good. Like, yeah, my God, it guy, it destroyed my beloved field vehicle, my uh, 2011 Mazda Miata hardtop that I took everywhere. Oh no, uh, an SUV hard left turn and went up over the side and ran. And it was a bad deal. Tried to escape the whole bit. It was a nightmare. Oh. And the the best part of the story was the when the police and fire show up it's a hard top convertible and the top's up because it's always hot here and uh you see the jaws of life guy coming out he's going to cut me out of the car and i roll the window down I said hold on hold on hold on i can push this button because i had these notions that i was going to keep the car so i hold the button and 15 seconds later the hard top comes down and the guy almost cried his shoulders slumped because jaws <laughs> of life are no longer needed so he went to the back of the fire truck and never came around again to check on me. He was mad. Cop, the police officer showed up at the hospital and said, yeah, you really ruined that guy's day. He was so excited to bust out his air patio, his new machine. So, How dare you like not be in mortal danger that he can't use the jaws of life to save you? You monster. Uh, kudos to Mazda USA for building a car that the top still worked when it got all beat up. So yeah. I was happy. Anyway. You need to top that, my guy. Oh, but he can't. <laughs> Zach can not only top it, he's going to put circles around it. <laughs> I, I I can't say I've got a bunch that we're working on right now. I'm not sure it's going to shake the world of, uh, of paleontology in the same way. But uh, hopefully it gets people who will future in the future shake the world of yeah! paleontology in that way on the right tracks. So. Oh my god i'm like yo you know what have you been up to well i went to a few museums saw some stuff got we got some new things coming from fossil crate it's gonna be great that's what i was expecting not <laughs> like historical paleontology breakthroughs here like you can't do that to me i'm not emotionally ready for that i have to be in the right mindset for this kind of stuff sir what the <laughs> mea culpa but i i moved I, I oh and i didn't even talk about the ct scanning we're doing so long story short on this museum i got hooked up with a guy out of caltech who works with phillips who has the new ct 7500 scanner of uh, the mm -hmm. and so i've been asked to help quarterback this project so we're bringing in some of the absolute most awesome dinosaur skulls and we're going to CT scan them. Some of them were done 10, 20 years ago. So we're going to bring them up to date with modern day scanning tech. Others have never been scanned. And I am so excited because I've never done CT scanning personally. But when I broke this thing, it's really got my mind working. And, you know, when my mind's spinning, that, that's where problems start. So now I'm uh, part of a CT scanning mega project. And I'm on point, so I'm uh, quickly learning about things like uh, bore size. And this thing can hold uh, – the good thing is we can go 667 pounds. I think they rounded up just so it didn't sound awkward. Uh, and then it can go almost seven feet long, almost three feet wide. So we can put some really big things in. But we can also lay across that dimension lots of different smaller things. So in one long pass, we can capture a ton of info. So stay tuned as well over the next year and change, hopefully much sooner. You'll see press releases with CT scans of really cool specimens. And the last thing I'll leave you with, I didn't know this existed. 
Southwestern Adventist University is a young earth creationist museum in Keene, Texas, who Jared Wood, Dr. Wood, out of, uh, an amazing field paleontologist. He's the Amazon of collections. He's got barcodes. He's got 64 images of everything that he puts up as STL files. These guys are off the chart with how they're collecting and they have bespoke apps that they're going to offer. But they also have this nano tyrannus. I don't know what it is, but this thing was disarticulated, beautiful cranial material that I can't wait to see. Because the holotype of nano tyrannus is pretty much agreed upon to be a teen T-Rex. I call it nono tyrannus. But <laughs> I have seen enough material from different places, public and private collections, that makes me think there is a nano tyrannus with quotes around it running around that's not tyrannosaurus teenage, but a different animal, which makes sense. Because in every other ecosystem you can think of, there's multiple sized predators doing things. I can't accept the fact that T-Rex just is the only predator in the environment. So now it's actually the material has been borrowed and is hanging out in North Carolina to be compared with the dueling dinosaurs. My prediction, again, this is wild, I'll probably get myself blacklisted. Is <laughs> I think that they're gonna name that thing a different genus than T-Rex or Nanotyrannus is my prediction. Um, but I'm a sauropod guy. This is just one dumb sauropod guy who's seen now almost six different specimens of various places that all make me go, hmm, there's a lot more here than meets the eye. The problem is a bunch of it's private material. Mm -hmm. And so paleontologists can't use it for their research. But not being a theropod paleontologist, I can certainly look at it and make my own informed <laughs> opinions. I'm not publishing on it, but I can yeah. certainly share like, yeah, that's cool. That's so, awesome. But Zach's in theropod heaven. Are you in, are you in theropod heaven over there, Zach? I mean, I'm a big theropod guy. Uh, <laughs> always, <laughs> always been, no, that's, that was uh, from childhood been a, that was definitely what I, what struck me big animals struck me okay. you know as a kid whether it was whales or i sure the tiny raptors were cool and whatnot but for me it was always and give me the biggest i loved elephants i love whales and i love brachiosaurus and the artist formerly known as brontosaurus i was about to ask you are, are you emotionally <laughs> devastated he just like he, he took back something that you know was given oh. to us again you know what it's i'm i'm here for science advancing and you know r.i.p pluto you were a planet now you are no longer it is this is this is advancement i'm never i'm never gonna fight back just to preserve my childhood uh let's discover new things you know assuming um that with the theropod heaven you were actually trying to segue into uh where we're headed here with the badlands <laughs> yes. it's actually what theropod heaven is is but, it uh, yeah. okay <laughs> Oh. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's we're gonna we're gonna be deep in deep in the country of theropods up there. The Albertosaurus, obviously. Um, <laughs> you know, well, one of the... well let's start Go with ahead. this. Let's start with the origin story of dinosaur trips. Like, what made you decide? Hey, you know what? Let's make it a vacation where you go out into the badlands and do the things that paleontologists do. And like, I don't want to, because I know it's not a bad thing, but like, I know paleontologists are not the happiest sometimes out there with the sandstorms and stuff like that. Like you're, you're going for the full blown experience here, right? I would say we're going for the, uh, 75% blown experience. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. We're, you know, there, as you said, 
there's a vacation element to this, mm -hmm. um, certainly. Uh, and so we want people to be comfortable and enjoy themselves. And uh, so, no, you're not necessarily going to be sleeping out on the dig site in a tent, for example, with this, this four-day dig that we're doing uh, in northern Alberta hotel, showers, things of that nature. So it's not it's not the extreme version. Um, I like are to we say- glamping? Is this what we're doing? We're, we're glamping in Dinosaur Provincial Park. We are actually glamping or comfort camping as, as we're branding it, uh, certainly. So no, it, it comes with plenty of com creature comforts. Uh, mm -hmm. So you, it's, it's more like the fantasy league. You know, people go down to Florida to do fantasy league baseball. They're not okay. like, you know, it's- it, it, Let's let's play out your your dreams of a paleontologist for a few days. Four days of digging in this case. The rest of the time, we're exploring museums. Uh, we're going on hikes, um, and then at the end, after our four day dig, which I don't think a lot of paleontologists get get the privilege of doing, is we're headed down into uh, the Canadian Rocky Mountains to head a hang out at a spa, do a little horseback riding, cowboy cookout, <laughs> caving, just some real luxuriating and relaxing okay. after getting our. So no, I wouldn't say it's full paleontology. It's paleontology with uh, with some perks <laughs> i like <laughs> with, it with some accoutrements <laughs> it's bougie paleontology pinkies yeah, out yeah i like that i won't i, I won't like put it. that on the poster but that's accurate <laughs> <laughs> it, it, this is like and, and listeners ladies and gentlemen i i really did look this up and was sitting down here and looking at, and I looked at all this before i started bashing you know zach god bless you for thank you for playing along with me but you you have set up a phenomenal itinerary here. You just looking at the Alberta, uh, the plan. You have you like you said. You have museums. You have uh, horseback riding. You have the actual dig. You have so many different little things. And I I love looking at your website, dinosaurtrips.coms, ladies and gentlemen. Just go check it out. Seriously, just for the pictures alone, because you have this beautiful setup. Uh, it looks fun and what you're getting out of this it seems like it's really worth the money it, it is it is <laughs> i don't want to say you're expensive because i think disney is expensive i have two kids or three yeah. kids i have twins and you know a, a 12 year old and so 10 days you know eight days 10 days at disney world is going to cost me at minimum 15 15 grand so doing this i'm like wow you're getting your money's worth out of it you you absolutely are um but how did you establish this did you just go up to a random paleontologist and say hey dr brian curtis let me come stalk you while you dig up bones to be honest, this, this first trip that we're doing, and this is one of our upscale trips, mm -hmm. um, is how we're framing it. I'm working off some family programs for the same part of the world uh, for the fall, and they're they're the pricing for them is going to be you know uh, about halfway through half of what you're seeing right now for for our more upscale experience. Um, mm -hmm. And it's a 12 day trip. It's it's pretty long. You know, it, it's a longer vacation Seriously. for sure. But it was it was pretty serendipitous in that I, as a Canadian, I wanted, if I could, for my company's first trip to be in Canada. Uh, and if you're going to do a paleontology-based trip in Canada, you're going to do it in Alberta first and foremost. That that's a given. Um, so it was, I and 
dinosaur trips came about because I was had discovered through my background in the tourism industry just how much how rich of an experience you could put together um, if you just followed kind of dinosaurs and paleontology across the province. There were so many different spots you could go to. But as I was doing the research and starting to first build the itinerary, um, obviously doing research and thought, well, we've got to visit the, the Dr. Phil Curry, J. Curry Museum up in Wembley there and looking into them and coincidentally, beautifully coincidentally, uh, Dr. Curry, who is a legend in paleontology, um, was doing this day with the Dinosaur Research Institute um, for four days that anyone could sign on to. So I immediately, like two seconds later, I, I, I jumped at this so fast. I was just, I emailed them. It's like, I put it, I've created this company called Dinosaur Trips. We're coming to Alberta. Uh, I was looking at this summer. The, the timing couldn't be more perfect. Can I include this in my itineraries? And they said, well, of course, you know, if you're going to be bringing us people, um, we've got no, we, we want, we're not against that. We just want to make sure that you're, your guests understand that this is for the Dinosaur Research Institute. We want to make sure 100% of the proceeds are going to, you know, furthering dinosaur research in Western Canada. So we've made sure that that's part of our mission is, is helping nice. that. Uh, so we we lucked out that 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 one happened to be happening as we're putting together this the rest of this itinerary. So uh, that was very fortunate, and I think it's just you know we couldn't be starting with a stronger. Uh, Canadian paleontologist for this specific brand of trip and and so it really worked out nicely we uh, we had a lot of people in the early days before we even had trips say you know can we go on digs yes we'll be going on digs but I didn't expect I gotta say I didn't expect dig one to be kind of the dream dig right at it right out of the gates <laughs> that's awesome that is absolutely amazing and so you did mention you're you're working on a secondary trip uh, you you've talked about a family-based one uh which is where my hometown well one of my hometowns i'm all over uh chicago uh so you are going to the chicago museum and uh, can you tell us a little bit about that yeah so well there's two parts to that oh, so two parts sorry is, yeah so the for the family trips are actually happening in alberta Okay. Uh, they're, they'll be oh, following a I read very that wrong. I'm sorry. They'll be, that's all right. They'll be following a very similar itinerary. Um, we've already to what we're doing with this current, you know, the upscale trip as we're calling it. Uh, except it will not have the four day dig um, in the north for obvious reasons. Five year olds maybe aren't going to be participating in, in live act, active <laughs> fossil hunts, and that, that's okay. But they will be getting to do their own little digs and stuff in Dinosaur Provincial Park and at the Royal Terror Museum. We will still be doing that. So the family trips are coming up in September. Um, following again a pretty similar itinerary to what you're seeing for for the the current trip and then chicago we're doing something um that is me really following my interest to the max or it's a couple days there with um some paleontologists who are going to take us around chicago show us their favorite bars and cafes and restaurants we're going to be going to the field museum there uh, getting into their research labs as well and then, uh, then it's three days at the Pitchfork Music Festival, um, which you know. That, then we're going to nerd out on on the the thing I'm actually probably the most nerdy about, which is music, uh, and just <laughs> and just hang out at that festival for three days. So it's you know, this is a, it's kind of what we're trying to do with a lot of the experiences we're developing them, mm -hmm. uh, especially with these city expeditions as we're calling them. Is let's balance the culture, the art, the best that a city has to offer from that with you know if it's an exceptional paleontological destination like Chicago is, even though that's not something that jumps to mind to people. Um, because of the field museum and because of the great paleontologists there. Uh, so we're gonna, we're 
balancing a little bit of the two. Um, we're you spend a couple of days with some paleontologists, go behind the scenes, understand what that life is like, um, and then and then it's uh, let's go see always and Way's Blood and Big Thief and the Smile and Bunny Bear at the Music Fest for three days. So, uh, so I am going to call shenanigans on your entire business here. Uh, <laughs> I, I, this feels this feels selfish. This feels oh. like what does Zach want to do? That's and correct. get paid to do it that's correct okay cool as long as we're on the same page I'm yeah, cool no. I respect that I'm not I'm, I'm not I'm not hiding that in any way shape or form this dino dinosaur trips was born of me saying man I would like to do that for myself can I find a whole bunch of other self-interest people who are also interested in that and we can go do that around the world so that's... yeah no this is this is me self-serving what I want to the kind of experience I want in the world and and hopefully there's uh, like-minded travelers out there who who, who are, are jumping on and so far uh I'm discovering there are many nice. that's awesome I, I I cannot see how it's not hitting off because legitimately it you're what you're doing what you've created is quite literally every kid's dream and my generation hardcore who grew up quite literally my entire life i've grown up with some form of jurassic park and this is everything i've ever wanted and you know why wouldn't i want to get on board with this um and i i, I like that you have created the family ones uh i'm curious though i i can't imagine our friend Brian here is the normal for most paleontologists being, being very energetic and just out there. Was it, was it difficult to, to talk to paleontologists to say, Hey, do you want to be a tour guide? Do you want to talk to people? Do you want to engage and be energetic? I liken it at this point and, and no offense to paleontologists. I, the, I, they're all, there's, there's a good amount of self-awareness, at least in the world of paleontology. Um, I liken it to looking for fossils. Uh, you're, you're, <laughs> you know, you're going to, after a while, you will get lucky if you're looking long enough and find the right ones. But yeah, sure. There's a, like in the tourism industry, which is my background, or in journalism, especially, which was my previous background before I was deep into the travel industry, um, all sorts of different characters. And so to find the right paleontologists, the right dinosaur experts to help lead on these trips, uh, that's a big part of, of the job for sure is finding the right people and connecting with them. But for like Chicago, we've got Meg Whitney, we've got Pia Viglietti and Yara Haridi who are gonna be leading um, on that trip. It's very, you know, they're all great. They're really communicative, great science communicators. Um, when I, when, when Brian and I connected, I was like, oh man, here is a paleontologist who can speak the way I need my paleontologist to be speaking to our guests, you know? <laughs> so I've had, and I've had some great interviews. You can find them on dinosaurtrips.com um, with people who are at various stages of their paleontology careers doing some Q and A's with them. And so, you know, there are, there are a good number of paleontologists out there who are, are great at communicating or are great with people. Um, and that's who we're, we're certainly partnering up with for these expeditions, for these experiences, definitely. Uh, but yeah, it is, it's an, it, there's a whole cast of types of characters that you can meet. And I mean, that was in, in putting this company together, you know, I, I started, I mean, obviously I'm interested in paleontology if I've, if I've created this company, um, but reading a lot of books over the years and, and getting a sense of the, just the breadth of characters that are in the world of paleontology. Yes, I'm interested in dinosaurs and, and that's what's driving, you know, that's what's going to be driving interest from our guests. That's what's driving an interest for me initially, but 
paleontology itself, its history, its characters, the types of people, the stories, um, you know, beyond just understanding dinosaurs and the world that they lived in, what about the history of paleontology? What about paleontologists? I find that equally interesting and, and, and I like those stories. And that's the stuff that, um, you know, you kind of got to crack open the hood a little bit and take a look and see like, oh, what, what is it like in the life of paleontologists? And I'm learning a lot about that. That's been a really fun kind of revelatory part. I knew I'd learn a lot about dinosaurs and paleontology and, and, and that was obviously something exciting about delving into this, but the, the characters themselves that make up this world, the, the people who have been from, you know, from the bone wars on in this space are all very compelling and interesting themselves. Some of them not great communicators. Some of them, um, you know, if you, if you look back at the history of paleo, some of them have had very aggressive relationships with one another. And then, you know, in conversations with Brian, that those still exist to this very day. So it's a, you know, you're not just learning about T-Rex or Utah Raptors or Albertosaurus on these trips. You're going to learn about some really interesting characters and people from across time to, to the modern paleontologists who are still advancing the work today there's it's really compelling and fun in that sense too so i i like that you said advancing and and you know one of the things i wanted to to i don't know if you've wrapped your mind around this because you're planning this trip right and you you have planned the family trip has it sunk into your mind that some of these children that are going on this might be the future of paleontology. These people might be the ones that makes, and there's no might be because I haven't met and talked to one paleontologist who hasn't done something interesting into the 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 careers and the future of paleontology. So has that sunk in that, that that's a possibility that this is the future that you're encouraging and bringing into this world of fruition? Yeah, that was a motivation. That was a major motivation of starting the company. I mean, as a kid, I wanted to be a paleontologist. Um, I became a, a writer, so you can imagine that maybe my brain wasn't science focused. <laughs> it didn't, you know, it just wasn't wired the right way for that. Um, there was also the, you know, there's a reason that I that I'm doing the 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 bougie paleontology version <laughs> because maybe two weeks, two months uh, out there with a toothbrush in the desert didn't quite appeal to me in the same way that it does to some people. Uh, so I did get off that track and, you know, I've, I've yeah. come up with this, as you say, this, this big project to bring myself back to what I want to do. But yeah, if, you know, the dream is on these family trips, if, if, we can inspire some kids to actually become paleontologists and, you know, way down the line when dinosaur trips is still operating 25, 30 years in and some kid comes, you know, can hire some high young paleontologist who's advancing the science. And he's like, actually, I was on a dinosaur trip back in the day. That's what got me going. That would make all of this worth, you know, I mean, it's all worthwhile just for the, the folks I'm getting to meet and the experiences we're getting to have. But man, that would that would just really make it worthwhile to, to help in that way. Because for me, um, you know, in addition to my less than uh, stellar strengths in math and science that may have held me back. I was also, I was, I grew up in Southeastern Quebec and I, I didn't see, I didn't go to my first dinosaur museum until I was in my late teens, which was the Smithsonian. It just, it did, it seemed to me almost mythical, almost fantastical, the idea of paleontology. Like I knew it was real because I was very obsessed with it, but it's still, it was another world. It was almost fantastical. So, you know, in talking to some young paleontologists about how they got their start, a lot of them 
have said, well, somebody came along, put a box of fossils on my desk, or I went to a museum and find out, found out that you could volunteer at a museum. So, you know, it, it's just this, this ability to, to kind of get across that Rubicon of, this isn't just a fantasy idea that's that, oh, a paleontologist, that's, you might as well be a wizard, you know, it's, <laughs> this is a real job. This is something people do. And there's a, there's a, there's many paths that I've learned. There's many paths to becoming a paleontologist, but it is something that people can do. And that, you know, if, if we can even help one kid kind of find that path, that's, that's going to be so rewarding. It's awesome on so many levels. I absolutely, I, I'm giddy about this. I truly, truly am. And it, it just, I sit here and I go, wow. Like that's, I want, I want to do this. Like I'm just sitting here. I'm legitimately jealous. I'm, I'm excited. I want to check this out. I, I love the fact that you're, you're doing all these different things with it. Um, and I like that you've touched your, your, you know, your previous lives beforehand. And, but, and one thing you haven't mentioned that we kind of talked beforehand, uh, you started off in the Hollywood business. Good, sir. Uh, <laughs> you were, you, you worked on, the the spiderwick chronicles you worked on uh the immortals uh and you were telling me a fun little story about like you know phil tippett man like yeah. spiderwick chronicles man like that is you know i know he's not a paleontologist i know but he is like he he's is a, the dinosaur he guy he's the meme yeah he is the meme he <laughs> yeah. is the meme of all memes when it comes to dinosaurs my guy no, like sure. no matter what he is the dinosaur supervisor and the poor guy failed at his job, apparently, you know, <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I kind of made that joke with you earlier, did, you know, did this, did it meeting him, did meeting certain people or doing the things in the cinematography world help inspire this more to move it to the next level too? Did it motivate you? It motivated me in the sense that I was like, I do not want to work in film for the rest of my life. I need to find another gig. <laughs> so, so sure, it played a role. It played a role in that sense for sure. It was, it was not a business for me. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the experience. I, I, I as you say, I was working in in the Montreal film industry for it feels like a lifetime ago. It was my early twenties, um, but. Yeah, it was it was not something I did. I decided I wanted to do with the rest of my life. Um, just it, it's it's a grueling industry. It really is. You know, you don't you, you don't see family. You don't see friends for you. You're on call for whatever the director wants. And but I got to you know, I did get to meet Phil Tippett. I got to have conversations about what it's like to make Star Wars and, and what it's like to make Jurassic Park. And and you know, I I don't think at that point in time I had a great understanding of of how Phil Tippett in the world of paleontology was, was perhaps framed sometimes. And I was just like, man, you made dinosaurs look realer than I ever could imagine. You are the dude. And he was happy to talk about it. Um, but yeah, from, from there, I, I, I put the film industry behind me. I've, I've had so many different jobs. Uh, you know, I was, a, I was a sports writer for a while. I was a radio host for, had a morning show for a few years. I dabbled in all sorts of things. So I like to think that like all this past experience uh, including, you know, now a decade plus career in the travel industry has just kind of given me all the tools I need. I worked yeah, in radio for a bit. So that's where you get the music part of this. I like to think yeah. all bringing all this together is why I, I, I might be a good candidate. I hope I'm a good candidate um, in putting together kind of experiences that can touch on a whole bunch of different pieces, but with, you know, paleontology and dinosaurs as our North Star and leading the way in, in everywhere that we go and everything that we do. I would say you are definitely a guru of the entertainment world, sir. I, I think you, you've, you've dotted all your I's and crossed all your T's when it comes to 
every form of medium. Uh, yeah, that's when, awesome. <laughs> when people Google my name, I feel like it's like, what is this? What did you do? It's, they're all over the place. It's were, were you bored? It was just like, gosh, just touching everything. And you're like, yeah, screw it, dinosaurs. Let's do this. Might as well try that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like it. Um, so, sirs, I, I, I think this is a perfect spot. To, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Brian. Oh, I, I want to interject something real quick. Yeah, by all means. So, when Zach, when I saw Zach's itinerary, so I've been around since 93 was my first Society of Vertebrate Paleontology meeting. So I've been around 30 years coming on in paleo. And I, as fossil crates, have been exposed to an inordinate number of just different people reaching out. Hey, will you sponsor this? Can, can you tout this? I've been surprised at the number of people that proactively reach out, um, trying to curry my favor, if you will. And <laughs> When I saw Zach's Phil Curry, see what I did there? Yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> when I saw that he had the legend, I mean, Phil is a guy. So Brooks Britt was on my master's committee and Brooks was a student of Phil Curry's. So in a way, Phil's kind of some, you know, step half brother, you know, as you trace your academic lineage back. And more importantly, I spent a lot, I've spent some time with Phil in various places. He's a theropod guy. I'm a sauropod guy. So our, our research has never overlapped. But at conferences, he's just an incredible human being. He's a great storyteller. He's the consummate professional. He's one of the very few paleontologists that you can say his name to anyone in the world. And they're like, two thumbs up. We love Phil. He's a great guy. That's hard to do. Granted, being Canadian gives him an advantage from the the base <laughs> racial stats, but uh, to throw D&D stuff in, I guess they don't do that anymore. Now everybody just gets blessed. But different story another day. I'm going first edition D&D. Here you uh, go. But when, when you had Phil for four days, and I was engaged at Moraine Lake, so I am fully aware of the beauty of Banff, of, of Moraine, of all of the gorgeous lakes, the terrain. Um, I've road tripped from Montana all through Alberta. The trip wasn't just dinosaurs. That alone was cool, and it fully caught my attention. But when you wrapped it around with this incredible package of wine tasting and bicycling and caving, and you're touristing on all of these areas, and your guests just get to show up and get chauffeured around. Yeah. So my wife is, uh, you, you called it comfort camping, and that <laughs> describes her to a T. If there's no restroom, it's not happening. So... It, it's the fact that you are bringing to a whole group of people that would love to do it, but just mechanically can't by virtue of the fact that we are one toothbrush and a whole bunch of water in the middle of nowhere for long periods of time. And you've really flipped the script. You've made it as part of this whole overall ecosystem of awesomeness. And that's one of the reasons why I was so excited to, to help you out because I, this is needed. This is something that didn't exist. I, I do support a number of museums and other organizations that do summertime digs, but none of them, none of them offer what you bring to the table. So thank you for what you did. You created something that I've long thought was a need in the marketplace, but now you're supplying it. And then part two, your, uh, your music crawl. I, last summer, I was out in the field with Yara uh, we were looking for Brachiosaurus and other late Jurassic dinosaurs. And we were actually excavating on a quarry. Yara is just a wonderful human being, an extraordinary communicator, mm -hmm. amazingly sharp, smart, insightful. 
So the guests that are going to hang out with Yara, I don't know the other two personally. I know of reputations, but Yara, I can vouch, is a two thumbs up, wonderful person. If you're going to go walking around and your trip in Canada is taking them behind the scenes. So I get the researcher card. Whenever I go anywhere, I go in the collections and the collections at Drumheller are mind blowing. And the fact that they're going to get to go into the back and see the things that only your card carrying paleontologist gets to see. And they're going to take you right to the good stuff. I had to open a whole bunch of drawers to find things. They're just going to short circuit all that and say, check this out. So amazing. So thank you for offering this. It's just truly all of your packages that you brought to the table thus far have really their next level. Awesome. For people that want to go explore paleo and you don't want to do it in the, uh, dirty, smelly, insect-laden <laughs> existence. Zach has your solution. <laughs> it's it's too kind of you to say. I, I It means a lot that for you to say that. And uh, I, you know, obviously, I am, I'm excited to be on these trips, too, um, for all the reasons that you said. But yeah, it's, it's funny. A, a number of paleontologists I've spoken to, yourself and, and Yara, uh, in particular, were both like, yeah, I've thought about somebody should do this for a long time. And I guess I I was fortunate to have come from the travel and tourism industry and was just like, no, this is something we can do. I, I've seen it done in many other corners of the world and many other sciences and studies, whether it's wildlife or archaeology, Egyptology. Why wasn't it happening in paleontology? I don't know. I guess I got lucky in that I was the first person who had my background and, and my hobby and interest and, and they happened to hit at the right time and the right time in my career to say, let's do this. I'm, I'm really excited to be, you know, people are very enthusiastic about it. And and uh, you can't imagine for how much that means when you when you go and, and you start a project like this and it's niche and you go, am I crazy? Is this an absurd idea? Is there an interest here? And and it's been really exciting to see kind of the reception of it so far. And 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 I can't wait, you know, for our first opportunities out in the field and and, and this July when we when we head out to Alberta and then, then down to Chicago for a couple of different types of experiences to really see what that's like with like-minded travelers who uh who want to do the dino thing and but also you know like your wife uh maybe could use a shower at the end of the day too so. <laughs> I mean, it was that was the inspiration for it. Was was my wife was you know I wanted I wanted to do the dino thing, but I knew if I wanted her to come with me, uh, it was there was going to need to be a, a, a comfort element in a pretty significant way. So that's uh, <laughs> that's how you should have sold it right off. The, like that's this part. Like, hey, do you want to go dig up bones? Yeah. Does your wife not want to do it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wine tasting and horseback riding. <laughs> exactly. Done. Exactly. That's that's it. There's your there's your sale pitch yeah. right there. That's you, it. <laughs> And everything, you know, you can, everything's covered the whole way through, but if you want to opt out of things, uh, be our guest in the most literal sense, you know, nobody's, nobody's got to go out there in, in any circumstance. Uh, if they'd want to skip an activity, hang by the pool, you can do that too. <laughs> like I said, nothing but good things to say. And I, man, if, if you didn't sell it, Brian sure as hell did right there. My God, man, like kudos to you for that. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like, so I think this is a good spot to go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, sir, where can the good folks out all over Nerd Nation find you and sign up for this? Quite simply, dinosaurtrips.com. And uh, yeah, we're going to be exploring all the nerd nations that there are right, on this path. So yeah, dinosaurtrips.com, at dinosaurtrips on Instagram and 
at on YouTube and Facebook, but you can find all, you know, you can find us through dinosaurtrips.com is the easiest. The name I think is, is simple and easy to remember. I didn't want to complicate what it was. It is what it sounds like it is. So uh, yeah, check us out there. You can find, um, find the itineraries for our trips, our Chicago trips, our, our family trip, our Alberta trip this summer, and keep your eye peeled as well, because uh, we'll be announcing international destinations beyond those as well in the not so distant future. So. That's super exciting. I love that. Um, and Dr. Brian, uh, is there anything update for uh, fossil crates? Yeah, so we actually have uh, we launched our Bilzy Bufo, the Devil Frog. So we have a complete skeleton that you can now purchase off our website. And what's really great with that is not only does a, a large percentage of the top line revenue go back to the Ankizi Fund which is ankizy.org, A-N-K-I-Z-Y.org. It's a charitable organization that gives back to the Malagasy villages that runs four schools as well as medical treatments for the individuals that are in the Madagascar localities near the dinosaur sites that are producing this material. So we're donating the, we, we've got back, you know, the, we've got multiple percentages of revenue going out as donations. So any of our, if it says Madagascar, if it's a t-shirt, a postcard, Fossil Crates is committed. We partnered with the Ankizi Fund. And so we're we're donating 12% of our revenue of, of those items directly to the Malagasy on the, on the back end on the sale. But then when we go and work some other magic, there's additional monies. So it's a huge amount considering the average income is $299 a year. Uh, we quickly are donating full-time bodies of uh to the to the Malagasy people. So it's really cool. We've got Adolotherium, which is the crazy beast, the world's largest and most complete Gondwanan mammal. Absolutely spectacular. Now we have Bealzy Bufo, but stay tuned because you heard it here first. Majungasaurus 2.0 and Mashikasaurus skulls are coming shortly. We have taken the last 20 years worth of new scientific discoveries on both of those theropods. And we have put them together in brand new skulls. Papers are going to come out. So we'll launch the skulls when the papers come out. We are ecstatic to be offering up affordable, awesome, and hopefully by the end of the year, double fingers crossed, we'll have scaled skull versions of all of these critters for the holidays. I don't know if we can pull it off, but we're trying. So yeah, a lot going on in the fossil crates world outside of research. We're helping. We're really help. We're, we're both feed in on the charitable organization for Madagascar because these all they need is toothbrushes. It's terrible, but people die from not being able to brush their teeth because of gum disease. So we're able to help out. We're giving them full-time schools, educators, the whole bit. We're, we're both feed in. So thanks for asking. And that was a little more of a solution. No, that's <laughs> hell yeah, dude. Like, oh my God. Like, seriously. I'm over here just like ex completely wordless. Like I had nothing to say, like speechless to the tops. Good for you, sir. Uh, I'm excited. I love my, my heart is beating for you for this, this, what you guys are doing here, the charity wise and helping out. That's awesome. Uh, good for you, man. Uh, my wallet is crying because I'm over here thinking about which of these I'm going to get. I absolutely, when those skulls become like, you know, small scale ones, oh my God, they'll go right over with my Spinosaur. They'll go over there with my, my Oviraptor's egg and, uh, what else? Nice. and Tyrannosaurus and yeah. Uh, so I'm excited. That's awesome. That is so great. Uh, and not to like be any less excited, Zach, dude, 
awesome stuff here. Uh, so fossil crates, dinosaurtrips.com. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, so let's go ahead and wrap it up on our side. As always, please like, subscribe, and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are listening to us on Apple or Spotify, please remember to rate and review. We love them, and we only get better from them. Uh, we're also on Instagram and Facebook, so please like and follow us at DNA Pod, or on our webpage, nerddnapod.com. I'm your host, Steve Pugh, and I have been joined by two of the coolest, funnest dinosaur nerds that I get to call and just nerd out with, Dr. Brian Curtis and Zach from dinosaurtrips.com. Thank you, gentlemen, so much for being on the show tonight. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Looking forward to the next one. Absolutely. Definitely. Thank you, and good night.